David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of David Collins' 30-Minute Half-Hour Show. I'm your host, David Collins, and we have a great episode for you. So great that we almost decided to do it twice today. Really having a tough time getting today's episode started, but we're happy to be with you. We have a great guest today. Just like we've had in the past, I've had a great reaction to the last couple of weeks with the national guests that we've been getting on the show. And we'll have that packed in the future. We're really looking forward to some of the guests that we're getting to in the next couple of weeks here. But today we are back in Iowa. We have some great calls that we're going to be listening to on the show today. I actually believe that somebody that we've talked about before, Dave G, might have stolen a bit. An old coworker of mine from 101.5 K-Rock actually has stolen a bit from us. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. I hope everybody's been enjoying Arts in the Park this week, this year in the summer. I'm hoping to make it out there to Manhattan, Kansas one of these days, but it's a packed summer for me. Before we start the show, I also wanted to mention back in Iowa here, we have Mark Norman coming to the Quad Cities June 30th. He's got a couple of shows, and we were thinking about getting him on the show. We were talking to him, but turns out those are about 100 seats per show, so he's not going to have any issue selling those tickets. We've decided to put that off a little bit and get him back on the show, and he's got something bigger to promote. We have some great games for you and a great show planned all together, some familiar voices. But before we start the show, of course, everybody's favorite, color of the day. Today's color of the day, apple green. Of course, everybody knows the soft shade of apple green. Granny Smith apples were actually first harvested in Australia in 1868. Today's color of the day, apple green. One last thing before we start the show, today's sponsor of the show, Located at 111 North 4th Street in Manhattan, Kansas, attention shoe enthusiasts of Manhattan. Are you tired of walking around with worn out soles and scuffed leather? Fear not, because the Cobblestone Cobbler is here to rescue your beloved footwear. Located in the heart of Manhattan, our skilled cobblers are dedicated to bringing new life to your favorite shoes. From repairing worn out soles to expertly restoring scuffed leather. Whether it's your trusty work boots, stylish heels, or beloved sneakers, our cobblers will work their magic and have your shoes looking as good as new. Don't let worn-out shoes cramp your style any longer. Swing by the Cobblestone Cobbler today and step out with confidence. Thank you, Cobblestone Cobbler, for sponsoring today's episode. Like I said, we have a great show for you today, a great guest. Today's guest, back in Iowa, is an Eastern Iowa comedian and overall Midwestern comedian. We've actually talked to before on the show. Friend of the show, Dan McCullough, has put us back in touch with him and got him on the show today. He's performed at the Comedy Bar in Dubuque, Iowa, the Smokestack, the Other Side, the Historic Five Flag Center, the Mockingbird on Main in Davenport, Iowa, the Renwick Mansion, and also was one of the last people to perform at that building collapse in Davenport, Iowa a couple of weeks ago. He's also appeared many times on Friend of the Show podcast offstage with Ben Woodfield. I really think he should change that to backstage. It gets me every time. <laughs> no, not Dana Moss Peterson. Everybody, please welcome back to the show, hilarious stand-up comedian, Todd Basinger. Hey, David, how's it going, man? Welcome back to the yeah. show, Todd. It's so funny to do this now three times with you. A little <laughs> inside knowledge issue getting the audio. We went a little far, but it's we're back with it. And it's been a little strange answering these questions a couple of times. But of course, our audience wants to know, 
the last performer at the building collapse. What's with that? Talk about bringing the house down. (laughs) Yeah, the building seemed fine, but not after we did. Were you in any danger performing? I don't believe so. I didn't know at the time. That's fascinating that you'd be the last person there. Now, we talked a little bit about your credits, but I know you've opened for a lot of exciting people. Not going to act surprised here. He's actually opened for Sam Talent, somebody we've talked on the show a few times. Where was that? Uh, I was at the Lift in Dubuque, Iowa. The Lift in Dubuque, Iowa. Yeah, so it's like a few years ago. From Small Pebbles to Joe Rogan, look at Sam Talent go. Absolutely. Who do you think was the favorite person you've ever opened for? Uh, probably Sean Patton. Sean Patton. I mm-hmm. think he recently performed back at the Lucky Cat also. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I've seen that name around, but that's great yeah. to hear. What made, what made it such a special time for you? Uh, it was just a good hang. Just a, a really great good hang? Yeah. Well, if anybody is listening to the show and know Sean Patton, email us at dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. Sounds like a great person to get on the show. I always love a good hang. And we want to learn more about you, Todd, a little in detail. And of course, before we continue the show, but one thing I wanted to kind of get out of the way, of course, you know Brody Toopy, friend of the show, Brody Toopy. Absolutely, love that guy. He's also a debut comedian. A lot of time I see people following on stage, they say, this guy's going places. And that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to address this, because unfortunately, it seems that Dave G., Back at 101.5 K-Rock in Manhattan, Kansas, might have stolen one of our bits. I'm a little suspicious. We're going to let you be the judge at home. But, of course, Brody Toopy has been doing a segment with us called What's Pissing Me Off This Week? We'll go ahead and just listen to the clip. You tell me if this sounds familiar. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with coyotes. But they're a real pain in the ass, and they're weird, and they're psychos, and nobody likes them. I want to meet somebody that loves coyotes and ask them what the hell their problem is. Until the animals are old enough to be safely released back in the wild and uh, are are let, let out there to eat your cats and small dogs. And if you uh, have chickens, they're going to eat the hell out of the chickens. Yay! So frankly, I'm embarrassed for them that they would be looking at us. I'm, I'm glad they're listening to the show. I'm glad we have some fans that are former co-workers of mine, but it is too bad if they're looking for us for ideas now. What do you think? Is that something that sounds a little too close to Brody Toopy's segment? It's very, very, yeah. It's <laughs> Now, full disclosure, this is a segment that he is known for doing. It's effed up headlines with Dave G. Right. But I think it's taken a slight change since last time I've been listening to it. I can't listen to him every day, of course. But you let me know, dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com, or follow our Instagram, and you can reach out to us there, dc30minutehalfhourshow. And let us know if that sounded a little too close to Brody's bit. He seemed cantankerous as well. I would certainly say that, and that's (laughs) certainly Brody's tag there. So if anybody out there is acting too cantankerous, you got to ask yourself, are they doing Brody's bit? And that brings us to our first game. I'm excited for this game. And now we're finally on a good track here. Game one today is related to you because you're also a bartender. Yeah. A bartender. And we want to learn a little about that later because we have another person booked on the show. Hopefully it's going to be coming on that works at a very famous bar. But today's first game is card games or bar games. Okay. So we have games that are going to be or card games or dart games. Excuse me. So it's going to be a game that could also be a dart game or it could be a card game that you play with a deck of 52. Are you ready to play card games or dart games? Let's go, man. I'm excited. Well, we'll see if you know the bar too well. Are you a fan of darts? Yeah. Are you a fan of cards? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, this should be a good game for you. We like to keep things on theme, so that's great. Let's go ahead and jump into round one. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. 
Is that a card game or a dart game? I'm gonna say that's a dart game. Take me a little through your thought process there. Why, why might it be a dart game? I don't know, because it's uh, arrows. <laughs> That's right, Robin Hood is a dart game where the points are only scored in a 10 round period by landing bullseyes. That was Robin Hood. Robin Hood is Makes a dart sense. game. Let's jump to round two here. Now our team was a little confused about this next one. Let's see if you know the origin of it. Our next game, Egyptian Rat Screw. It's a weird name. Egyptian Rat Screw. I don't think anyone's ever heard of that. Now you'd wonder if you throw a dart, if there might be a screwing motion, maybe that's no. where it came from, or if it's an Egyptian game, what do you think that might be? Egyptian I'm, Rat Screw. I'm gonna say it's a card game. No idea. That's great, and it's really showing that you must be a fan of the show there, and that's something Dan let us know. We actually have our first big fan of the show oh, yeah. here. Of course, we wanted to get him on as a stand-up comedian in the first place, but never, that's great to hear he's listening. Yeah, never miss an episode. And it shows by the games, too, because you are on top of these games. Egyptian Rat Screw is a card game. It's also known as Slap. The game is similar to the 19th century British card game Beggar My Neighbor, with the added concept of slapping cards when certain combinations are played, similar to, and perhaps borrowed from, Slapjack. That was Egyptian Rat Screw. Never heard of it. Try another round here of card games or dart games. Do you like this game? Absolutely, man. A lot of fun. Red Dog. Red Dog. Red Dog. Card game or dart game? Now you have a three for Red three dog. so far. Let's see if we can make it four for four. Red Dog. Red Dog. I don't... I'm gonna say it's a dart game. Ah, I'm sorry. Red Dog was originally a banking game in which punters bet on whether any card in their hands would be the same suit as and higher than a card to be dealt from the pack. A game that depends on a lot of luck. Red Dog is not a popular casino game, but is often played at home just for fun. You're listening to David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins. Listen to work. And for anybody just tuning in, you're listening to David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show. I'm your host, David Collins, and we have guest Todd Basinger with us today. Hello. Now, you're a bartender. Yeah. So, in a... we're looking forward to, we're actually going to have pretty soon, I'm hoping he <laughs> confirms with us so we can get him on the show, but we're getting a bartender on from LA's Union Station, oh, damn. which is right next to a jail, apparently, so he's got a lot of exciting stories. We're looking forward to hearing some of that. But what kind of exciting stories do you have from a bartender? Do you think you pull some of your material from working at a bar? I can't imagine. I mean, how many jokes start with so-and-so walks into a bar? You yeah. must be writing those all day. I, I have a couple. A couple? There's a lot of, uh, a lot of meth heads that come into the bar and gamble. You were saying before that your bar is very charming. Am I right? Yeah, it's very, very charming. I hate that word. <laughs> you hate the word charming? Why do you hate that word charming? <laughs> it's just used to describe something small or shitty. Usually. Well, I guess usually, well, that might be why you're describing your bar that way. What's an exciting bar story that you might have? Not to put you on the spot. Nothing, how about a couple there? I have an exciting bar exciting. story. Oh, I walked yep. into a bar. I said, ow. <laughs> uh, that was dumb. <laughs> well, we're always trying to get fun yeah. jokes on the show, but I'm just trying to give you some time to come up with a bar story there. We want to give yeah. our guests plenty of time not to try to put you on the spot, yeah. but maybe a fun bar story for our listeners. Yeah. Uh, yeah just meth heads coming in the bar. Meth heads yeah. coming in the bar. Speaking of putting you on the spot, we have had you on the show. You're actually on our debut episode of yeah. David Collins' 30 Minute Half Hour Show, and we had friend of the show Dan McCullough. And Dan McCullough is 
continued to be featured on the show, probably more than great. any other stand-up comedian, a oh, great yeah. stand-up comedian. But when you were on that show, we asked, as we do so many people, how you come up with your material. And this was your answer. What do you, how do you come up with your material? I hang out in weird basements filming podcasts. Does that give you, is it, do a lot of your material come from filming podcasts? It will today. Where have you been? I so, and that's what I wanted to ask from first. Did you get any material from that day? I did not. I'm sorry to hear that. We definitely <laughs> wanted to hear what that joke might have been if you pulled any material from the day. But of course, since then, you're getting your material from podcasts. What other podcasts have you done since then? None. That's too bad. Too bad you haven't done any podcasts. No bar stories. Yeah, I'm not really out there, man. So about that coming up with material, we asked that to KP Burke. KP Burke told us, hey, that's great to hear. I really appreciate that. And we've received a lot of positive feedback. But he said something interesting when it comes to writing material. How do you feel about this philosophy that it might take you two or 20 years to write material? Yeah. Do you think that's common? Do you see a lot of people that you say, wow, you're going to need another 18 years? Absolutely. There's quite a few. Who, who, who comes to mind? I'm when you not going to say that. Nobody in particular. Maybe somebody <laughs> no. that we just might want to have on the show and they can come they can come rebut that. You know, we've asked a lot of <laughs> when it comes to comedy club owners, they seem a lot more forthcoming at throwing comics under the bus. But you guys are a tight knit group. It's tough yeah. to get you guys talking about each other. KP Burke, though, on that same note, we talked a lot about his comedy special, and we've asked this to a couple of guests that we've had on the show. Have you thought about putting together a comedy special? Yeah, probably in the next few years. That'd be exciting. What, what kind of idea do you think you might have for a comedy special? Any artistic takes or any, anything that you're pulling from that you want to repeat? Now, this is what I would think. You don't see that often, a sketch prior to go leading up to your comedy special. Would you ever think of doing a sketch leading up to a comedy special? Yeah, that could be fun. When I think of that, I think of even as recently as Mark Norman's first comedy special on Comedy Central. Oh, yeah, with Amy Schumer. And I also think Norm MacDonald's first comedy special, he had that whole bit about arguing with his parents. His yeah. parents wanted him to be a comic or a clown, and he says, no, I'm going to be a doctor. <laughs> and they say, no, that's not for our family. And then that's the great sketch going on to that. Have you ever thought about doing a sketch before that comedy special? That would be fun, yeah. That'd be great. And you wouldn't be the first person, of course. One of the first things I noticed when I moved to Iowa, I was in that Iowa City area, and I had the opportunity to actually watch the filming of a comedy special. At We actually were out there, too, uh, most recently for Floodwater Comedy Festival in front of the Willow Creek Theater. But it's not uncommon for some comedians around here to film comedy specials. Yeah. What's next for you in comedy, then? So you're looking forward to that special. Is that so you can dump your material? How do you think of that? What's next for you? Do you do anything on TikTok? No. Are you social media at all? Are you uh, writing those sketches I got Facebook already? Facebook and Instagram, but Facebook I don't ever use them. And but... Instagram. Make sure you find Todd Basinger, spelled phonetically. Must be the easiest guest to find, <laughs> especially because he doesn't have a podcast that he changes his name of every few weeks. <laughs> Todd yeah. Basinger. Might start a podcast here soon. Really? How would you Maybe. format that podcast? We talk a lot, and that's something else that I've been trying to get other guests that have podcasts to come on the show and talk about. How do you think? What do you think of any format? Well, How do you format? Definitely your not as well formatted as, as this show. Dave. Well, that's great to hear. Yes. We have some people though that do reaction style channels that are that are going to be coming on the show. Of course, that the Cardiff Electric had a show that was similar to Soft White Underbelly, but it was with people from the internet, which is very interesting. Do you have any ideas of how you might structure a show? Uh, I just want to say goofy things with my friends. That's about it. Well, that'd That's... be great. Maybe you should collaborate with Offstage with Ben Woodfield, friend yeah. of the show, formerly Ben's Fellas, no longer called that name. That sound, of course, means it's time for our second game. You're going to notice you have a script in front of you because that oh. second game today is called Name That Sitcom. 
So we're gonna read through a script through the sitcom here, and you're gonna have to name that sitcom. Todd, are you ready to play Name That Sitcom? Let's go, man. Now, one thing you'll notice here is before every round, you'll get to see the year that sitcom first aired. Okay. Our first sitcom, round one. I'll read the monologue and character one, and I believe I've highlighted everything there, so okay. you should know exactly where you're at. Okay. Round one of Name That Sitcom. We finally made it to the airport, and it turns out airport people ask a lot more questions than bus people. How many individuals are flying? Two. And when would you like to depart? Well, whenever's good for the pilot. I mean, we're ready to go now, but whenever the pilot's ready to go. Would you like a window seat or an aisle seat? I want a chair seat. So we have an interaction there at an airport. Somebody's trying to fly. It sounds like two people are trying to fly there. Made and started in 2005. Can you name that sitcom? 2005. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. That's a great guess. How I Met Your Mother, in fact, did start in 2005. A little fun fact, that was My Name is Earl. Oh, I'm a huge fan of that show. My Name I is known. Earl. I, I couldn't have guessed. We finally made it to the airport. And it turns out, airport people ask a lot more questions than bus people. How many individuals are flying? Two. And when would you like to depart? Oh, whenever's good for the pilot. I mean, we're ready to go now, but whenever the pilot's ready to go. Would you like a window seat or an owl seat? I want a chair seat. Either one's fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's fantastic. Let's jump to round two of Name That Sitcom. You'll remember we played Name That Sitcom on our very first episode of David Collins' 30 did, Minute Half Hour Show. I believe back then we were just calling it 30 Minute Half Hour Show. Yeah. A lot of changes since then. A lot of production upgrades, too. We've come a long way. Let's jump to round two. This sitcom first aired in 1989. Hey. Hey. Do you want these? I don't want them. What? I stink. I can't play. The ball is just sitting there and I can't hit it. I, I, I only hit one really good ball and that went way out there. Then what happens? I have no concentration. All right. Just a short segment there, but somebody starting a conversation made and started in 19. 89. Something about golfing. It sounds like there. One person doesn't want to golf. They're dropping something off and they can't concentrate. What do you think that sitcom might be? Uh, 1989. Um, full House. That's tough. <laughs> this is a tough game. It is there. a very tough game. Dude. Very tough. That was Seinfeld. Sein oh, shit. Seinfeld. Okay. Well, well, I shouldn't. Hey, hey. So you want these? Of course, it definitely uh, sounds a lot more like Kramer when you hear it like that. Yeah, should have got that one. I should have got both of those, but... Might have gotten that. It's always hindsight. You know, I must say this at nauseum. I feel like I say this every day, but if you'd asked me that a little bit ago, I would have thought of it, but I just can't think of it right now. Why don't we look at round three of Name That Sitcom. This sitcom first aired in 1990. I want to talk to you. About what? You know, from the minute you walked in that door, you've been a one-man wrecking crew. 
trying to tear down what's taken a lot of hard work to build up, screwing everything with your flipping shenanigans. Man, I was with you until skewering. You know what I'm talking about. You deliberately tried to embarrass me tonight, and I don't get it. Your aunt, your aunt and I went through a lot of trouble to bring you out here, and this is the thanks we get? Man, I don't ask to come here. Everyone talking about shipping me out and dressing me up and changing me to something I don't want to be. Nobody wants to change you. All right, Todd. Name that sitcom. It's from Fresh Clearly Prince of Bel-Air. Clearly a touching moment. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You're yep. pretty quick on that. Do you want to lock that in? Yep, absolutely. That's right. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. A touching scene. Why don't we take a little listen? I want to talk to you. About what? You know. From the minute you walked in that door, you've been a one-man wrecking crew, trying to tear down what's taken a lot of hard work to build up, skewering everything with your flippin' shenanigans. Man, I, I was with you up till skewering. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You deliberately tried to embarrass me tonight, and I don't get it. Your aunt and I went through a lot of trouble to bring you out here, and this is the thanks we get. And I ain't asked to come here. Everybody's talking about shipping me off and dressing me up and changing me into something that I don't want to be. Nobody wants to change you. Well, it's very sweet. What a touching scene there. That was Name That Sitcom. You know, just like a sitcom, they always say, you got to make them laugh, but then you got to make them cry. <laughs> They're really an old-fashioned show. Did you watch Fresh Prince? Are you a fan of that show? Yeah. I watched it quite a bit with my mom. What a great show. That's so nice that you were able to share that. Absolutely. You know, my mom and I recently watched that K.P. Burke special. Oh, yeah, in the hospital. I can't tell you how much we enjoyed that together, too, so I can certainly relate. What are you doing? I'm emailing David Collins. And that sound, of course, means it's time for David Collins call-ins and emails. We got a couple voicemails that came in here, one that I haven't even listened to, and one's not actually a voicemail, it's a conversation that I recorded earlier in this week, we'll talk about that in a minute, but we did receive one email from Liam from Paducah, Kentucky. Hey David, I recently had the pleasure of listening to your interview with KP Burke and wanted to reach out and share my thoughts with you. Firstly, I must say that the interview was incredibly entertaining, KP's comedic timing had me in stitches throughout. Your rapport with him was evident and it made for a captivating conversation. However, as I was listening, a question popped into my mind that I wish you would ask during the interview. I found myself curious about KP's journey into comedy and the challenges he faced along the way. It would have been, a fascinating, it would have been fascinating to hear about any pivotal moments or obstacles he encountered during his comedic career and how he overcame them. Personal anecdotes or insights onto the highs and lows of the comedy industry could have provided valuable inspiration for aspiring comedians like myself. Nonetheless, I want to commend you on conducting an engaging and hilarious interview. Your show continues to deliver fantastic content, and I eagerly await each new episode. Thanks so much for that email, Liam. That would have been a great question to ask. I should write that down for the future. And that's great. Good luck with your comedy there. I hopefully... Hopefully you're learning something from some of the guests that we had on. Todd is one of the most well-respected comedians in Dubuque. So hopefully you're able to pull something out of his interview earlier there. We had (laughs) another call from a familiar. Well, I received this call this week. I was suspicious of the number. So I went ahead and recorded it before I answered. And uh, we'll just go ahead and take a little listen to that call. Hello. You have a collect call from an old friend. Will you accept the charges? Yes. Hello? 
Ah, David, my old nemesis, long time no speak. I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me, didn't you? What do you want, gas-cap criminal? I have no interest in playing your stupid games. Oh, but David, where's the fun in that? I thought you enjoyed the thrill, the chase, the riddles. Don't you miss the excitement of it all? I miss nothing about you and your criminal antics. You've caused enough chaos and harm already. Chaos? Harm? Oh, David, you always exaggerate. But here's the deal. I've returned for one final act. I have a proposition for you. A challenge, if you will. Prepare yourself for a challenge like no other. The city will tremble under the weight of our rivalry. Get ready for a battle of wits that will captivate you. So, like I said, I'm a man of my word. I told him I'm over his antics. He wanted to continue. That, that guy could go on forever if you let him. I just had to hang up. Fortunately, he hadn't called me back since then. I'm not exactly sure how they yeah. work the phones there. It sounds like the Hartford Police Department finally got him good. under control. Good, so it's good. good to know. Hopefully, those charges stick. But at least for right now, that's the update on the gas cap criminal. They said... I'm not supposed to be talking about him, but if he's reaching out to me, should I not talk about that it's on the show? Game, I think. It, it's really tough to parse those issues. And we did receive another voicemail from friend of the show. A great day to hear from him, too. Dan McCullough, Ooh. who got us connected with Todd Basinger today. I haven't even listened to this, so let's go ahead and take a little listen awesome. to what Dan has to say dudes. this week. Dan McCullough, one of your yeah. favorite dudes. Oh, uh, yeah. Hilarious. You know, some people call him the pride of Dubuque. Yeah, I would uh, definitely celebrate pride. The pride of Dubuque. <laughs> Hey, uh, David, what's up, man? How you doing? Uh, kind of crazy that you never answer this line here, but hey, I'll leave another voicemail. Uh, this is Dan McCullough calling back. Uh, still, you know, hoping to get back on the show, you, you know, whether it's uh, another guest or uh, maybe co-hosting again, that would be awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, hey, I'm glad to hear you finally you finally put Todd on there. Um, really happy that that worked out because, you know, I've been I've been pushing for him. And everything for you to for you to get him on here but i understand you know you had some some pretty big guests last couple weeks that was great to see man uh love what you're doing and um i guess uh i don't know if you haven't asked him already yet todd how do you come up with your material <laughs> well that's great actually fantastic i can't believe we didn't even get to that how do you come up with your material i steal it that's you're not the first person that's told us that on the show. I'm not sure yeah. if you recall. Oh, Cardiff no. Electric also oh. admitted to plagiarizing. Apparently, that's still it used to be an old fashioned thing. Comics yeah. used to just borrow each other's material. And it sounds like that's kind of coming back into the industry. It's very interesting to hear. And of course, that sound means it's time for my favorite segment, World News with David Collins. And we do have some fun stories today, but it was a tough week. It depends which side you stand on. Some controversial stories we're going to be talking about today. I bet I bet if I asked you what was on your mind, I know exactly what it would be when it comes to world news this week. Oh, but yeah. we're going to bring that up in our second story, I think. Because what just happened, it was very quickly, it was just within the last 72 hours, a coup d'etat started in Russia. This, this general Bergosian, head of a Wagner group, he said, hey, Putin, we're not going to fight for you anymore, and we're coming to Moscow. And within 12 hours, they turned around and say, whoops, we changed our minds. You are an idiot! <laughs> you know, I've heard it before, in Soviet Russia, d'etat coup you. <laughs> and I'm sure the story on your mind there Five dead, Shazada and Suleiman Dawood, Hamish Harding, 
Paul Henry Nargirle, and Stockton Rush. Those are the five names of those who died on that Titan submersible this week. A fascinating story of adventure. They go down there, and everybody's thinking, oh, they must have run out of air because there's no communication. It turns out later that it must have just exploded, but at the time that they were all down there, it was a real story of trying to find them, bringing new definition, especially giving it was an adventure story, bringing new definition to Marco Polo. <laughs> I think next time I'm playing that game at the beach, I'm going to be yelling, Stockton, Rush. <laughs> that was dark, David. Is it? You know, we have some new people writing on the team, and I'm not sure. It is getting a little edgy, but we've gotten okay. some positive feedback from it. Have you heard about these killer whale attacks? I have not. So these killer whales and these orcas, they are the same thing. It's a lot like cougars and mountain lions. Very confusing. I'm wondering if they're going to start calling women orcas anytime soon. <laughs> Maybe they already have. But these orcas and killer whales have been disabling yachts and boats. Damn. All around the, a certain part of the sea, somewhere around Spain, somewhere around the sea in Spain, and they've disabling these yachts. Recently, they disabled a yacht that was in a race, and it disrupted the race. They're coordinated, they're, they're devising these plans, and their attacks have stretched now 2,000 miles, most recently, up to the northern sea near Scotland. So they're Jeez. teaching each other how to disable these boats and starting a war in the European coast. Have you heard about this? I have not, but it seems like a bad time to <laughs> do anything in the sea or It's ocean. a bad time to be flexing your yacht, definitely. Yeah. And we're keeping a close eye on this story. So if you want any updates, <clears throat> definitely make sure you're following David Collins' 30-minute half-hour show. And you thought that other story was dark. This story is a little controversial, and I wanted to get your, get your thoughts on okay, this. Man. So in 2016, this town, in Ham, this town of Hamtrak, Michigan, they went ahead and... As a response to Trump's electoral, uh, Trump was running for president, Donald okay. Trump, and Hold in me. a response to some of his rhetoric, they've gone ahead. They had gone ahead and voted in the first all-Muslim city council. Oh, so for the last five years now, everything's been operating fine. But yeah. this year, that city council has voted to ban pride flags from all public spaces. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. It's an interesting That's story. Definitely. I wish that we could have gotten a fun joke out of it, because it sounds like there's so much fodder. Any comedians listening, how about you, Liam? Come up with a joke on that and send us another email, and I'd love to read that joke. They're like, hey, uh, get these flags out of here. Uh-oh. <laughs> that sound needs it's time for our last game. Game three is another game we've played before. I hope you're into music. This song is called Hit or Kiss. Hit or Kiss. So we're going to name a song and give you some lyrics for that song. I'm not going to name the song. We're going to give you some lyrics for that song. And you're going to have to decide, is that a hit song or is that a song from the band Kiss? Are you ready to play Let's Hit go, or Kiss? Hopefully I can redeem myself from that last round. I hope the same thing there. Let's jump into round one. Here are the lyrics. There's a fire starting in my heart, reaching a fever pitch, and it's bringing me out the dark. Finally, I can see you crystal clear. Go ahead and sell me out, and I'll lay your ship bare. What do you think that might be? Was that a hit song or a kiss song? I'm going to say that was a hit song. That's great. You're doing so well on these games. That was Rolling in the Deep by Adele. It's a song performed by Adele. It was released in 2010 as the lead single from her second studio album, 21. Let's jump into round two here. Let's go. Once upon a time, you dressed so fine. 
threw the bums a dime in your prime, didn't you? People will say, beware, doll, you're bound to fall. You thought they were all kidding you. What do you think that might be? Was that a hit song or a kiss song? Now it's tough because as we've talked about before on the show, Alamee made a great point. If it's confusing, it might be a kiss song, mm -hmm. but if it's too deep, definitely not a kiss song. So you got to walk that yeah. fine line. It's a little bit of both. Uh, I'm going to say kiss song. That's great. Just in the nick of time there. <clears throat> like a Rolling Stone is performed by Bob Dylan. It was released in 1965 as the opening track from his sixth studio album, Highway 61 Revisited. Isn't that interesting? Bob Dylan. We got one more round here of Hit or Kiss. I really love you, baby. I love what you've got. Let's get together. We can get hot. No more tomorrow, baby. Time is today. Girl, I can make you feel okay. Yeah, is that a hit or a kiss song? What do you think that might I'm be? I'm going to say that's a kiss song. Three out of three on hit or kiss. Of course, that was Love Gun, song by Kiss, released in 1977 as the title track from their album Love Gun. My, uh, my favorite movie growing up was Detroit Rock City. Detroit Rock City. And if anybody knows more about that movie, definitely let me know about it. Just like some people did let me know about Escape from New York, I appreciate those. Email me, dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. What do you think your favorite game was today? Uh, probably the first one played. The first game. Well, that's great. It was geared towards you. Do you have anything else you want to plug? Anything else to say on the show? Uh, I'll be at the Lucky Cat July 7th. Uh, the Lucky Cat in Cedar Rapids, yeah. July 7th. Yep, competing in the Iowa's Funniest Person competition. The Iowa's Funniest Person competition. Well, that's great to hear. Great luck with that. Thanks again yeah. so much for appearing on the thanks show. For Special me, thanks to Dan McCullough for getting this organized yeah. there. It's uh, great to be a guest. Big fan. It's so nice, and it's great spending time with you. A real pleasure. Everybody listening, I've been David Collins, and you've been the best. David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins.